On this week's episode, Alan and I are talking automotives. To end the episode, we will be highlighting our most active master hounds and bench show judges. We hope you enjoy this one. You're listening to the UKC Hunting Ops Podcast, celebrating hunting dog heritage, competition, and community. United Kennel Club has been the hunting dog sports home for coonhounds, beagles, retrievers, pointers, cur feist, and more for over 125 years. This podcast is fueled by Yukonuba, the official performance dog nutrition partner of UKC. Welcome back to the UKC Hunting Ops Podcast. This is Trevor Wade. I'm the Coonhound Program Manager at UKC, and I'm joined today by Alan Gingrich, the Director of Hunting Ops. What's going on, Alan? Well, we're here today. I had the day off yesterday, and it was kind of, it's always nice to take a little break, but uh, it's been a busy day. This is Friday here, and we normally record on a Tuesday, but uh, uh, we had some uh, scheduling conflicts for next Tuesday. I guess you're going to take the whole week off next week, so. Yeah, I'm excited for next week, but it's the week after that I'm worried about. Anytime you take any time off, that makes your job a lot harder. But <laughs> yeah. no, I'm excited. We're going to get some rest and relaxation, I guess, yeah, before hey, a crazy September comes. Hey, and that's good for you, too. You've been on the road a lot this summer with all the breed day hunts, and now the, the youth nationals is done. So it's good that you can take a week off. And said you were going to go down south, right? Yeah, we we got a couple different plans. We're going to go down to the, to the beach for a few days down in Florida. And then we're going to go up to Tennessee and see some family and I don't know, we'll do some stuff and yeah. hunting and fishing and everything else. So. Good for you. Good for you. You got to do that. That's right. Yep. Well, today we're talking, ah, dang it. I think I brought the wrong notes down here. This says autumn oaks. There's no way that's right. Is it? <laughs> that's what mine says too. <laughs> I feel like we just got done with autumn oaks, but, but here we are again. But uh, yeah, we got, we're going to be talking autumn oaks to start out this episode. Uh, we're going to give you all the particulars. Uh, this is dropping. Uh, you're going to have to get entered here in a couple of days by the time you listen to this, if it hasn't already passed. And Yeah. It seems like we just got done with the winter classic Yeah, and the GOC, you know, and it's just, yeah. But uh, yeah. And then after this, we're going to be talking about, uh, it's a little spoiler alert. We're going to be talking about our, uh, most active master of hounds and bench show judges. So I'm kind of excited for today's episode. It's going to be a little interesting. Yeah, that'll be something different. We've never done since I've been here, really. We've we've talked about our, some of our top clubs and things like that. But when you uh, brought up the idea about uh, officials talk about, you know, kind of doing a rundown and, and seeing how many uh, uh, events some of our officials have done, be it shows or master hounds, uh, great idea. So, yeah, you've compiled some information. It's pretty cool to see some of those guys that have had the most assignments. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, Autumn Oaks, we're, we're here. We're just a few weeks away now. Labor Day weekend is on the horizon, and this year those dates fall. Uh, I have on here August 29th. That's the Tuesday where the Slam Series starts uh, through September 3rd, and that's the day that we'll be handing out our, our hunt awards on that Sunday morning. So uh, we'll be here before you know it. Um, as it has been for the past 20 plus years, it's going to be in the Wayne County Fairgrounds. Um, and that's in uh, Richmond, Indiana, 861 Salisbury Road. I think most owners probably have that, uh, address memorized by now. Yeah. And it's, it's nice too, because it's right off the interstate 70, you know, and, uh, between that and route 40, good byways right there and easy for a lot of people to, to, uh, get to, uh, if you're traveling and we have a lot of folks traveling in for that one, probably more than any other event in the country. That's right. The granddaddy event right here. Yeah, it's been it's it's exciting. You like we talk about all the time. It's a year long thing getting ready for it, and we've been making preparations for it for for a while now. Um, you know, working on we have hunt and show entries coming in right now as we speak up there. They're 
chipping away at them. We've been getting calls and emails and everything else with questions and we got vendors and food vendors rolling in. So, uh, it's all, it's all happening pretty yeah, quick here. You, you know, you mentioned vendors, you know, in, in, uh, uh, we don't have as many vendors as we did uh, years ago. Maybe you know the uh, a lot of things have changed with uh, with uh, the advent of uh, inter- internet sales and things sure. like that. You know, but this year we looks like we're going to have more vendors than we've had in the last several years. A lot of new names, new, on there. a couple new ones. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So that list is looking pretty good. So have a good good group of vendors there it's going to be full again this year i think yeah so there's going to be something for everybody there you know we got the night hunts going on uh the bench show we got the national dual championship on thursday and friday uh we have the yoder nylon uh razor slam series i guess uh, we can go ahead and shout them out for that for sponsoring our slam series on tuesday wednesday and thursday night which we'll go into more detail on uh we got a confirmation show on thursday for the folks that are interested in that coonhound specialty confirmation show uh, kids show on Saturday that's non-licensed just for fun just for the get the kids out there take some pictures and get a ribbon and uh, like you said if you don't want to do any of those things just come shop and get some food and enjoy the crowd yep like a huge reunion absolutely yeah so, so the one thing folks always want to know is what day they can get in on the grounds yeah so we always open the gate or I say we the club is usually there I guess on Sunday afternoonish probably i think around noon on 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 saturday actually on saturday yeah okay or is it sunday 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 i'm thinking boy we should get this right trevor (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of important yeah i'm thinking it's sunday yeah it is sunday sunday afternoon it is and um yeah as far as uh you know if you're going to pull your camper in there and try to get a spot those first few nights the the club are in charge of it and they're going to be charging you for it and i talked to uh, chase blevins with the club it's gonna be thirty dollars a night that's for sunday Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday nights. Uh, when we get into the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, those nights are free of charge, but you will have to pay for those first few nights. Yeah. And there's no holds. There's no reason to call the Wayne County Fairgrounds and stress them out. There's no there's no holding or reserving spots. It's first come, first serve. And I think me and you are actually going to be there on Sunday, hopefully, before the gates open. and Or one of us or both of us are going to be there to tape off our can't have you where our vendors and food vendors are going to be. You don't don't think you're going to be up front and center. That's that's reserved yeah. for the for the people in there selling and stuff. But yeah, and some folks will bring their campers in there just to get a primo spot. I guess maybe closer to some of the headquarters buildings, and that's fine too. But they're still going to charge you for each day, even if you're not there. Yeah, in person. Yeah. So let's kind of go through the events a little bit uh, now that we're we're here. Let's go through the night hunt first and talk about it a little bit. Uh, the advanced entry deadline uh, for everything is going to be August 11th, that Friday. Um, online entries will close at midnight that night at Eastern Standard Time, so be sure you give yourself plenty of time in case your computer dies or you run out of service or or something happens. Don't be surprised if, if something happens. Uh, it's a $40 pre-entry fee for the hunt. Um, you can do it online. You can call into the hunting ops department during work hours, and we can enter you um, online easily as long as you have a credit card ready. Um uh, over the past few years, we have started taking walk-up entries there at the grounds. That's based on guide availability, and we've cut it close a couple times. So uh, better safe than sorry. If you don't get pre-entered, then hopefully you're there pretty early on because that uh, walk-up line can get pretty lengthy sometimes, and that is going to be an additional $20 fee, so $60 entry fee total for walk-up entries. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hunt format, it's a little bit different than any other hunt that we have of the year or any other hunt really UKC uh, offers during the year in which it's one hunt ran over two nights. So that can be confusing to some folks who have never been there. You can only enter your dog one time for the weekend, uh, whether it's Friday or Saturday, you get to choose. 
um, because it's uh, Saturday night's just a continuation of night one. Combined, we'll put the scores together and all that to get our winners. But uh, if you're hunting a grand night champion, which is kind of the the name of the game here at Autumn Oaks, you got to be sure to enter on Friday night because we do have the Grand 16 on Saturday, which we will talk about in just a second. But uh, they all the grands hunt on Friday. We don't hunt any grands on Saturday, and other than the Grand 16. That's right. Um, every hunt here is going to be two hours on the Friday, Saturday night of, of Autumn Oaks. And uh, this is one of the few in the year where we do uh, separate all three categories. The registered dogs will hunt against the registered dogs. Night champions will hunt against each other. And then the Grand Knights will be their own separate category. And uh, if when you enter, you have a chance to hunt out of four different places. You can either hunt off the grounds, the grounds which a bulk of the cast will do. We also have three really good satellite clubs that are well-established and and have been doing the Autumn Oaks thing for a long time, and that's the Limberlost Coon Hunters in Bryan, Indiana, uh, Shelby County Sportsman's Club in Shelbyville, Indiana, and then the Van Wert County Coon Hunters Association in Convoy, Ohio. Yeah, and those clubs have all helped us for a good number of years now. And uh, uh, But just because you don't get to pick which club you go to unless you are actually guiding your cast, if you're down to guide or whatever. Otherwise, you just go into the draw. You don't get to select which club you'd prefer to go to. That's going to be just how it turn, how the draw turns out. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the Grand 16 a little bit. Um, first off, we want to give a, a shout-out to our sponsor for that event. It's been Yoder, uh, Yoder Boots for the past, I don't know, as long as I've been here and, and maybe before that, but they've kind of partnered with Razor a little bit. But this year they've got put together quite a nice little prize package for everybody who gets in the Grand 16. Yeah, in the past they always gave a new pair of boots for everybody that made the Grand 16. But, yeah, they're going to up it this year. Razor is going to give a vest. Yeah. That's and, a that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. That's get a like an $85 value right there. Yeah. And so a nice one, too. In addition to your trophy, you're going to get a pair of Yoder boots, a Razor vest, and they're also donating a, a no-spill dog bowl as well. So kind of a nice little package there for all 16 of those folks. And Absolutely. Make Absolutely. sure that we, we show uh, Yoder and uh, uh, Johnny Watkins our appreciation for, for sponsoring the Grand 16. Yeah. Uh, the people who make the Grand 16, we're going to take the top 16 high-scoring plus-point cast winners from the Grand Night Division on Friday night, and they're going to advance to Saturday night's Grand 16. Um, Grand 16 will happen Saturday night. It's going to be two rounds, essentially, a 90-minute cast where you're going to have non-hunting guides and judges. Um, this is no, this is nothing new. The Grand 16 has been around since the early 2010s now, maybe mm -hmm. 2010, 2011, um, and it's worked out perfect. I think it's added a whole new intrigue to this hunt and made it different than everywhere else, and you can probably speak to that some uh, just just how it's changed the 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 perception of the hunt where you don't feel like you have to have 1200 plus you know usually a pretty uh you know a couple uh two or three coons and staying out of trouble can usually get you into this thing yeah one thing that's going to be different now for this year is going to be it'll be two rounds in the in the grand 16 you know the early round or the late round but it will be ran under the full elimination format there yeah so, so no more uh, dead casts or having to worry about not having a final cast late. Uh, yeah. As long as we have a, as long as we, as nothing catastrophic happens, we'll have, we'll advance a winner. Yeah. So, um. So so basically, like we said, round one will have four four dog casts for our sixteen dogs, and then we'll have a final cast late on Saturday night that we uh will go and determine the national grand night champion. And uh, that'll be the kind of the end of the hunt there, and we do our awards on Sunday morning. Obviously, we'll know who the national grand night champion is heading into the awards. That's hard to keep that a secret. We also do a play-by-play -play on our, our forums on uh, late on Saturday night. But uh, we'll do our award ceremony on Sunday morning, I think 9 a.m. It is the 9, awards. yep. And uh, there we there's something, for, you know, make sure you're checking our website because we do try to post it as soon as we can on our website and our social media platforms with the cutoff scores. 
and hopefully you're there. If you get an award, I'd like to get get you there, get your awards to you, take your picture and all that good stuff and give you the recognition you deserve. But we'll be uh, awarding a registered first through 10th, a night champion first through 5th, and then, of course, we'll have our national grand night champion and our seven national grand night champions of breed yeah. awarded that morning. Yeah, the top 16. We don't actually post the scores of any of the uh, the registered uh, or the night champions, for that matter. Now, the grands, we will have that posted on Saturday morning, who all was in the top 16. And that is also without scores. And the reason we don't post scores is because those dogs are all, everybody is competing for uh, top male and top female of breed by their breed associations. So we wouldn't want to put scores out there on Friday or from Friday night for those to shoot for for Saturday and just to kind of help protect the integrity of all scores and, and such. So that's why we don't uh, post the scores. But we will post those top 16 on, on Saturday morning so they will know who they are. Uh, and uh, But other than that, no scores until after the event is over on Saturday. Right. Then we'll go back and post all the scores. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned a little bit high scoring dogs association. Usually, quite a few of them are there, but kind of keep that in mind. You know, before you head out, you can come and, and get you some uh, prizes for that and be recognized in front of your peers for that as well. Yeah, and you want to make sure you are a member of your association. You have to be a member before you're eligible for their high scoring dog awards. So you'll want to do that Friday before you go out to hunt. Yeah, uh, and real quick, just they'll get... all be there at at Autumn Oaks. Right. Yep. That's right. I just want to give a shout-out to our Master of Hounds for the event real quick. Off the grounds, we're going to have Doug Cundiff um, in Shelbyville, Tim Gilchrist out of uh, Iowa, um, and Bryant's going to be Jamie Estep from West Virginia. Um, and then in, working convoy this year in his first autumn oaks uh, is going to be Brandon Scow from Kentucky. There you go. Yeah, be a good crew. Yep. And then Mr. Wendell Bond, one of our uh, field reps, is going to be uh, patrolling the grounds all weekend, making sure a dog's got water and shade and are well taken care of and, and taking care of anything else so yeah don't cross him he's a he's a big fella he'll he'll get you shaped up <laughs> yeah for sure you know uh we have uh the prize list we kind of finished that up here this week you and i kind of proved what it was and we have a one of the best ones we've ever had I pretty so. tickled about it you know just don't if we if we have time here sure. i'd like to admit that you know for the overall grand for instance this year one thing that's an item new item they're going to get in their package they're going to get a dog box a lot of light um, I, th- I guess light where, I don't know where you have it here. You made note here somewhere. Uh, they're not getting a light, but they're going to get, like you said, an Owens dog box, a dog trip pathfinder too. And I think the newest thing that you were uh, K light instead of giving a light, they're giving a, a thermal, thermal, that's monocular, it. Yep. So. New, a new, a new thermal. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty good. And, and there's, there's really good uh, prizes for all, you know, all the first places are getting a new dog box. It's like night champion first place, registered first place are getting, New Owens dog boxes. There's a lot of gift certificates, and if you get if you get recognized here, registered first through tenth, night champion first through fifth, or you're getting a light. I think that's pretty good yeah. for for that placement. And then there's a yeah. lot of good stuff going to be handed out that weekend. Well, let's talk about our national dual championship a little bit. Uh, that's that, been a fun event. Now I don't know. Have we've had what four or five of those now? Yeah, yeah. And this is going to be this is what starts on Thursday, August 31st. It'll be kind of the main event on Thursday for our hunt crowd, you know, we have, uh, we have the slam going on, but that's down the road. So we'll be, we'll be there in the, uh, Coleman center taking entries from five to six for the, for the national dual championship. So you can confirm your entry or if you didn't get in before the event entry deadline or before, or if we haven't hit our hundred dog cap, we'll be taking walk-ups from five to six that day. Um, like with the other one, the deadline to pre-enter for it's going to be August 11th. The other, unless we hit the hundred dogs, which is, you know, there's a, that's a lot of dogs. Um, 
but it's a $40 entry fee if you enter before the, in, the pre-entry deadline. Uh, if you do day of uh, hunt, walk-up entries, it's going to be a $60 entry fee until we hit that 100-dog cap. Yeah, and what makes a dog eligible to compete in this one? That's always the question. Right. You know, the water champion, field champion, HTX titles, none of that's taken into consideration here. What the national dual champions worried about is at minimum a show title and a hunt title. Right. Minimum show champion, night champion. Right. Or, uh, or higher. So. Yep. And this is, uh, we, we should mention our presenting sponsor for the National Dual Championship, and she has been for, for a while now. Sandra Hintz with K-Lights uh, has been a presenting sponsor for the National Dual Championship for the past uh, five or six years, and we sure appreciate Sandra's contribution to the, to the Dual Championship. Uh, format of it. We're going to start out with uh, with a night hunt on Thursday, like we said, and you draw. what's cool about it is I like how it's set up. You draw out against your own breed in that first round on, on Thursday in the night hunt portion of it. Um, so you're going to hunt only against dogs of your own breed, 90 minute casts, and you have to have a, a plus, you have to be a plus point cast winner to move on to the show portion of the hunt or of the, of the event. Yeah. Um, and the show will be the next day. It's going to be Friday, September 1st over in the expo center. It used to be called the Raper center, but it's since been changed to the expo center. And it says it's going to be at uh, noon or immediately following the registered class classes, whichever is later. So as long as you're there by uh, noon, you're not going to miss it. Uh, so it's it's a good deal. Um, once you get into the show portion of it, all plus point cast winners are going to show against their own breed. So other plus point cast winners in their own breed, and those seven breed winners are going to be brought back to show for the for the crown of overall national dual champion. And uh, one thing that we get asked a lot: the same handler is not required for both the hunt and the show. Right. Be two different handlers for that. Right. A lot of good awards here. Like we said, it's sponsored by K Light, so the winner is going to get uh, uh, K Light. Um, a dog trip pathfinder two gift certificate and some dog food from Yukonuba. Um, and also I think the most coveted item there is probably that national dual champion degree that's yeah. uh, put right there on the front of the dog's name. Right. And, uh, the other breed winners, like we said, I'll get, I'll get K lights. I'll get tier one squalor and some Yukonuba dog food as well. So there's a lot of good awards for that. And, and, uh, I like seeing the dual purpose hounds, you know, uh, UKC is kind of built on that philosophy that, uh, you know, a dual, dual hound, a dog that's active and then, does its job outside of just being a good confirmation. So yeah. And everybody on Thursday that hunts there, they will hunt off the grounds there at Wayne County fairgrounds. They won't be sent to any satellite clubs or anything like that. Everybody will hunt right there. Absolutely. Well, I guess we'll move on to the, the next uh, event of the weekend. That's the bench show. It's always a big deal too at Autumn Oaks. Very Biggest one in the country for Coonons. Absolutely. Right Bigger than the world show. Always very, very competitive. And, uh, this year will be no different, I'm sure. Uh, we've, we've mentioned a few times already. I'm just going to nail it in here. August 11th is the pre-entry de- uh, deadline. Uh, $25 advanced entry fee for this one. We do take walk-up entries at the event uh, to be $30 on the day of day of show entries. Um, and there's a schedule out there on the ad. We take uh, There's different times throughout the week that we take. Comfort. You can confirm your pre-entry or uh, walk-up enter. Uh, I, I wrote down some times here from the ad that we have. Wednesday. Uh, afternoon from 3.30 to 4.30, Thursday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., and then Friday and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., depending on what day you're showing. Um, and during that time, if you have any changes to make or if your dog were at a champion or a grand champion uh, bef- since between the time that you enter and, and the show happens, you can do move-ups at that time as well. So, uh, Crate permits. Uh, dog, dog, all dogs crating inside must have a crate permit and those buildings get locked at 5 p.m. sharp so you need to have your dogs out of there by 5 p.m. Um, 
pretty simple. It it is. You it seems every year we have a couple dogs that get left in there after that five p.m. Maybe somebody leaves the grounds or whatever, went to eat somewhere or whatever, and just left their dogs in there. They need to take them with them and be responsible for their dogs. Because if they don't, they might not be able to get a crating permit again. Right. You know, and uh, uh, so yeah, at five p.m. You know, there's a lot of other folks that need to move on and everything else. You know, so. For us to have to try to find out who the owners are of these dogs, just be responsible for your dogs and have them out of there before that time. We'll make some announcements there, but uh, uh, unfortunately, it seems like there's always a couple. And guess who always gets to work that or have to deal with that at the end of the day? <laughs> uh, might like have to turn job. it over to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get hungry, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, and we have a lot of other things to do too as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the the show is is, is, a, is like the hunt. It's one uh, one show ran over two days. Um, one of the few uh, events in the year where a show takes two days here, but it's a lot of dogs, like we said. On Friday is going to be our registered show, and then following the registered, like we talked about earlier, our dual our dual champions from the cast winners from the night before the national dual championship will show after that. Um, Saturday show start out with the champion class starting it off. Uh, then we're going to have the uh, like a little intermission in between the kids' bench show. Have your kids there. They can come in, show your dog. Uh, we'll be staff and other people walking around, probably asking them questions and giving them ribbons. And, and it's a good photo op. And, and get out there in front of everybody and show yeah. off. Pretty cool deal. They don't. There's no entry fee for it, obviously, and you don't need to sign up for it any or anything like that. Just have your dog ready when they call you in, you know, and it'll be, that's all you need to do. It's right. a fun little deal. Yeah. And then uh, the main event will be after the kids' bench show, the the grand champions will come in, and they'll be vying for that title of the national grand champion. Yeah, that's um, always a big big part of Autumn Oaks, that, the grand portion of the show. Yeah. We'll talk about the format of how they do that a little bit. Um, the first thing they'll do is uh, they'll be competing against their own uh, breed and sex. So uh, we'll pick a black and tan male winner and a black and tan female winner and a leopard male winner. leopard, And once we get our 14 uh, breed winners – We'll bring back the two the two breed winners, male and female, to go against each other. So you bring back your black and tan male winner, your black and tan female winner, and pick an overall black and tan. Uh, you'll do that for all seven breeds. Put them in there, and you're going to pick your national grand champion from those seven. Um, if a male wins it, then you'll bring back the seven females and pick a opposite sex. If a female wins it, you'll bring back the seven males and and pick an opposite sex that way. So. It's a little bit different, but I think you pick the best dog and, and the and the opposite sex that way. Yeah, and that's and it's a big deal just to win your breed, be it male or female. But yeah, it's a fun it's a fun deal. And as always, we got a couple of first class uh, judges for for this weekend in Autumn Oaks. Uh, Eric Brooks of Pounding Mill, Virginia, is going to be the uh, one of them, and then uh, Danielle Champ of Ivydale, West Virginia. Yeah, both will be first timers at that at or Autumn Oaks. I can hardly spit it out here, but yeah, first time doing this show. They've done a lot of other major shows, but they'll be uh, they'll be uh, doing a good job. Well respected, well respected, both of them, right? Both have a lot of good dog knowledge. Like you said, they've judged a lot of big shows. Yeah, excited to see them there. Um, we, we, like we said, we have a lot of good awards. Uh, our overall show winners are going to, uh, besides their national grand show, uh, champion title, they get a diamond deluxe dog box or gift certificate and some Yukonuba dog food. Opposite X is going to get a Rufflin kennel and some Yukonuba dog food along with the gift certificate and all the category winners are going to get something, be a lot of ribbons and different things over there for, for class and breed winners as well. So it's going to be a fun show. Uh, there's always a lot of good dogs there and then just come bring your dog out and see how you stack up. Yeah. You're not going to see any a bigger group of nicer dogs than you will at Autumn Oaks. Right. 
And there's a lot that, of them. That that show ring is all always decked out. I don't know. It's uh, just when you walk into that into the expo center during the show, it just feels like a big deal, and it is. Mm-hmm. What I love about it. Let's talk about the Slam Series a little bit. Kind of uh, previewed this a little bit, but we have a new presenting sponsor this year, and that's uh, Marty Yoder with the Yoder. Uh, Yoder, Yoder nylon. nylon, yeah, and uh, and I think he's partnered with Razor uh, and Johnny Watkins and those guys. So they're going to be presenting sponsor, and uh, they're going to be donating the two thousand dollars in added money over the week for the for the Super Slam Series, um, for the Slam Series, I should say. Um, it's Tuesday through Thursday night, so three night events. Uh, Five hundred of that will be each night will be added purse for our final four of each night. And then we also have $500 that will be awarded to our overall Slam Series winner that we'll be recognizing on Friday uh, during opening ceremonies. Um, so that's where our $2,000 come from. Starts out in Tuesday, Liberty, Indiana, at the Hannah's Creek Conservation Club. And, man, every year they just see an uptick in entries and an uptick in entries, but they keep getting dogs in the woods. Yeah. So we appreciate uh, the whole crowd there at Liberty and Hannah's Creek for uh, – for doing that. And then Wednesday and Thursday is going to be in Selma, Indiana at the Delaware County Coon Club. They uh, have Wednesday and Thursday night. Uh, all three of the slams have a 9 p.m. deadline, $35 entry fee, and they're one-hour hunts. Um, and the Master of Hounds this year, once again, going to be our field rep, Jamie Eastaff from Elkins, West Virginia. He's coming over here early that week to to help us out and it's going to be the Master of Hounds for the Slam Series this year. Yeah, so they're going to enter. They go right to the club, and we have uh, directions on our website for each one of those clubs, Liberty on Tuesday, and then uh, or, uh, uh, Selma, uh, Delaware County Coon Hunters on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, but you go to those clubs to enter. Don't enter at the Wayne County Fairgrounds. Right. Yeah, it's it's kind of a good deal, and we've talked about it before, but uh, um, people are going to get there early. They always do for this event. You, you don't want to buy a hunting license, but you don't want to definitely want to get a ticket or to, you know, to tarnish this event or, or the perception of this event in the eyes of the state or the local DNR. So you got to, you have the opportunity to go over to the slam hunt, stretch your legs out, stretch your dog's legs a little bit out. And, uh, if you were luck up and get in the final four, you can almost pay for your trip. That's some yeah. big money being passed around that weekend. Yeah. You mentioned the overall winner is going to get that $500 bonus out of that 2000. Uh, and the way to win that, and that's going to be as simple as the dog that has the most cast wins at those three uh, nights of slam hunts. Absolutely. Yep. Well, and generally, we have a couple end up with a couple dogs that have cast wins all three nights. Usually. Oh yeah, for sure. So, uh, also on Thursday, uh, we'll mention the confirmation show real quick. Uh, confirmation Coonhound Specialty Show. It's going to be Thursday. Um, there in the Expo Center. And uh, I think they're taking entries from 9 to 10 a.m. They also have some pre-entries open. Uh, show plans to start at 10.30 a.m. And the judges this year are Stephen Melgreen and Diana Brumbo. So that'll be a, that's a good extra wrinkle for any of the show folks come in. Give them double the opportunity. Uh, we've talked about camping a little bit, but let's talk about dog barns. Um, also, something you can't uh, call us and, and reserve a spot in the dog barn either. It's first come, first serve. And uh, we just got to do – We got if you're going to be out there, just be cognizant of uh, of – of what's going on, take care of your dogs, make sure they have water, make sure they're, they're out of the sun. And they can, if it's hot, keep, keep them out of the sun in the shade. Um, and, and just make sure that there's some supervision check on them, um, often and, uh, no dogs to be left overnight was another thing that's included in our ad there. Just take, take care of them. Um, only UKC registered dogs allowed on the grounds, uh, not just a, an open show for everybody to, to bring their own dog and walk around. And just make sure you clean up after your dogs and yourself. I think that's a big, big key component of it. 
uh, golf carts. You know Miss uh, Sherry better than I do, but uh, you've uh, you've kind of got that information out there on our forums. Been on there for the past few weeks. You've talked to Sherry, right? She's I have. Yep. Yep. And her information is on the forum. You've got it listed here, her phone number and everything, but that's who you need to call contact to get your uh, uh, golf cart rented and reserved. Yeah. And you'll pick it up there. Yeah. If you're interested in a golf cart, you can reach Sherry at 608-799-1525. That's it. I want to go through our sponsors real quick. We've talked a little bit about our, uh, about our prize list. Of course, there's a lot more to it. And it was not possible without our sponsors. So I want to give them a little bit of uh, airtime here and mention them. Uh, Bright Eyes Lights, Kelly's K-Light, Mule Brand Hunting Gear, GT's Feed and Supply, Oki Dog Supply, Night Light Company, Yoder Nylon, Owens Products, Tier 1 Custom Calls, Diamond Deluxe Kennels, Crystal Lights, Briar Creek Kennels, and of course, our two partners, Yukonuba, the official performance dog nutrition partner, and Daltra Pathfinder, the official GPS collar partner. Yeah, appreciate every one of them. It's uh, weren't for all these sponsors, Automokes couldn't be what it is without them. So yeah, appreciate appreciate all of them. Alan, we both had Daltra Pathfinder twos now for a little while. What do you think about yours? I'm liking mine. One of the things I had the opportunity to now download a map of an area where I did not have service, and I've used it there, and it has worked flawlessly. I love it. Yeah, I love the crystal clear maps. I love that I never lose reception on my dog's collars anymore. Highly recommended by me as well. Dogtra Pathfinder 2, the official GPS collar partner of UKC. Alrighty, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about uh, some of our most active, and we're going to start with our mas- Master of Hounds. And uh, I would have liked to pull numbers for the whole history of the company, but I'll tell you, I pulled numbers from January 1st, 2021 till June 30th, 30th of 2023, and it took me forever to compile these lists, so I would hate to know if I had uh, any additional than that. But uh, sorting through it and and combining and, and put doing all that kind of stuff was was tedious, and I know it's not going to be a – just a perfect representation, but at least that kind of lets us know actively, you know, of active officials, who's the most, um, you know, out there. Yeah. And, you know, we use the, the clubs can use the hunt director format now. So we have a lot of clubs using that format instead of a master hounds, but there's still clubs using the master hounds. And, and, uh, we always say that's still the best route to take, you know, a good licensed official is hard to beat as far as your, uh, uh, official for an event. Uh, but back in the day, uh, I, I really like to see how this compares to, you know, like 10, 15 years ago. Sure. I am shocked at some of the, the number of events some of these guys are still doing in a year's time, you know, or over the course of the last couple of years. Yeah. But I think it's, it, it speaks for theirs. Back in the day, there were some guys that did a whole lot of them, you know. I can't and, imagine. And I know. I know. Someone so, like David Gardner. That's you know, what I was, you know, I wanted to like make that. sure to give David Gardner a shout out because for a lot of years, we used to always say David Gardner without having pulled the information, you know, to really see where he stood. But he just, he just had to be one of those guys that was uh, weekend after weekend after weekend, you know, he, he was somewhere, uh, act or serving as a master hounds. Yeah. You know, David garden from Norwood, uh, North Carolina. He's been a, he was a field rep for a long time for us. And, uh, just one of those guys that probably, probably did more master hounds than I would bet he did more master hounds assignments than anybody else in the country. Yeah. 
But uh, he's not going to be on our list, I don't think, from the last couple of years. He's had some health issues, and that's uh, that's why. But uh, I'd say he probably still is up there at the top as far as as far as the history of officials go. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, it, I would have liked to have the whole the whole history of the event. I know there's a lot of of people out there that deserve recognition for all that they've uh, done, and and the, you know they volunteered a lot of their time and and resources to be out there and, and work the scene and they don't get recognized nearly enough but i hope that uh yeah we can start you know this can probably come in like a yearly thing where we talk about our our uh, most used master hounds and bench show judges and give yeah. them the props that they deserve so. yeah um so just looking at the past 30 months like i said january uh 2021 through just june of 2023 we're halfway through the year here um this this was surprising to me. This person had ninety eight assignments in that thirty month span, and that's Mister Bobby McCarty of Maud, Maud Texas. Texas. Yeah, wow, ninety eight. Bobby is I I would uh, I'd only be guessing to his age, you know, but he's obviously an older gentleman. Has been around forever and ever. Uh, he was I would suggest I would think he's one of those few that are still active that have a three digit license number. Three twenty four is his license number. Yeah. So he has been around forever, you know, but still being active like this and at the top of our list, uh, that's uh, a plausible right there, Crazy. you know, and, and I'm glad you, you pulled this up, you know, cause I think sometimes we just kind of forget about some of our officials like this, that put this much time and effort, uh, that have been a part of our sport for this long and done this much and still do. Bobby is a good example of this, um, <laughs> What'd you say? Ninety-eight assignments 98 in the last assignments. thirty months. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. He was at the top of this list here, according to your notes, in twenty twenty-one, with a total of forty-four. And just in that year alone, the uh, last year in twenty twenty-two, forty-three, top of the list, and uh, and uh, yeah, just eleven already this year. Yeah, so. already did eleven this year. Yeah. Talking about master hounds here, crazy. Uh, second on the list here is a Thank guy. Thank you, Bobby. Thank <laughs> you, Bobby McCarty. Maud, Texas. If you're in Texas, yeah. you, you give uh, Bobby a shout out. Yeah, for a lot of folks. A lot of folks outside, or some folks out of a lot of folks outside of Texas might not know Bobby, but I guarantee most people in Texas know who Bobby McCarty is. He must be. You know, I I, I hate to go out on a, on a tangent here, but uh, if if you're in Texas, you do 98 assignments. I mean, really, how many active clubs do we have in the state of I'm Texas? Not, I know. He has to be driving just hundreds of miles. Of them. <laughs> he must have a helicopter going from he event must. to event. Maybe. Wow, Maybe. it's incredible. If he doesn't, he, he should. He should, yeah. Crop should. duster or something. <laughs> they should get him something, shouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I was going to say, the next one here, I, I have gotten to know uh, pretty well over the past few years from down in uh, northeast Tennessee, and that's Ron Stroud. He lives there in Whitesburg, Tennessee. 64 assignments over the past 30 months for Ron. Um, aside from being a, a master of hounds, he's also the president of the Hawkins County Coon Hunters Club there in uh, Rogersville and the president of the Tennessee State Association. So he's he's, been a, he's dedicated to coon hunting, that's for sure. He is, and clubs in his state and, and coon hunting in general. Mr. Ron Stroud, I've got to know him since I've ever since I've been here. Uh, you're not going to find a nicer guy than Ron and uh, just a good, straight, honest guy. And he is, uh, you know, he's the epitome of, of an official, you know, and, and somebody that you can trust, count on. Uh, and he's just done so much for the sport. And one of them, he's, he's a good example of what I talked about a little bit ago, that we just tend to kind of take some of these folks for granted 
what they have done, but uh, uh, Ron Stroud's right up there. That's right. Uh, Ron, he was fourth in 2021 with 22 assignments, second in 2022 with 26 assignments, and he's leading the way this year with 16 already at the halfway point. So yeah. he may uh, he may blow by some of these yeah. old numbers that he had. But Yeah, so thank you, Ron Stroud, for everything you've done and continue to do in the sport. Next on our list here is another one. This one here from Southeast Tennessee. Um, it says James Mowry. I know him by manual down there. He's from Georgetown, Tennessee, uh, around the Birchwood Coon Club area. Okay. You're probably familiar with that. I am Birchwood, and, uh, but I am not familiar with Mr. Mowry. So. Yeah, Manuel, he's, uh, he has done 52 assignments in the past 30 months, uh, tied for second in 2021 with 27 assignments. He did 12 assignments in 2022, and he's tied for second this year already with 13 assignments in 2023 so far. So I, I want to think one of the first events I ever went to was uh, at a club in uh, Wartburg, and I think Manuel, uh, Mr. Uh, Manuel was a uh, master of hounds that night and uh, looks like he hadn't slowed down since. So I appreciate Manuel for all his uh, work and he's, he's uh does a lot of bench shows as well. So he's a key part to that, that area and, and officiating a lot of those events. So thank you, Manuel, for all your hard work. Next one here is Barry Gunnell of uh, Portland, Indiana, 50 assignments over the past 30 nights for Barry. Um, in 2021, he was tied for 12th on the list with 17. He was sixth in 2022 with 20 assignments. And this year he's racking them up, tied for second already with 13. Yeah, Barry, is that's somebody that we know from uh, from Portland, Indiana. There, We mentioned their club is helping us out, Limberlost Coon Hunters Club. Uh, they're in Bryant. Uh, that's the club that he belongs to. But he's just been one of those guys, been very active. Now, he is a little bit younger than, you know, say uh, Bobby McCarty and some of these other guys. But he is uh, he's one of those guys that is – in the in more recent years has really been uh uh had a lot of assignments right. does a great job yeah you know a lot of times you talked about limber lost and that that's one of that's when i think of top clubs goonhound clubs just in the in, in yeah. our sport yeah i think of limber lost and a lot of times my mind may go towards like uh the guys who are hunting and judging and guiding and stuff but there's always a barry gun on the back who's who's officiating these events and doing those sort of things and back the backbone of those clubs yeah when it, you can count on someone being there for you them. know it's it's guys like barry mantle that or uh, gunnel that have kind of stepped up and taken the place of other guys that have that used to be you know did a lot too in in years past that's why i wish we would have uh, uh done more of this back in 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 the past you know to kind of recognize some of these guys you know rich emery comes to mind he is not quite as active as he used to be at one time but he is another guy that I know he might not be on our list, but he's uh, definitely uh, you know worth mentioning. There, he used to do a whole lot of them yeah. in the in the area, not just at their own club, but in that general region. Now he's having to follow Janet to all those confirmation shows. Yeah, so. that or turkey hunting, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, this next one here is a is a name that I bet a lot of people thought we would mention when we talked about this, and that's. Uh, Max Summerlin of Norwood, North Carolina. 49 I, assignments for Max. 49, yeah, 49. And that's just blows my mind. Max is one of those that has, he was a UKC field rep for a long, long time. Uh, most, a lot of people know Max. Uh, he is a very distinguished gentleman, you know, and I, this guy's got nine lives. I'm telling you, you know, <laughs> I cannot believe that he is even still here, you know, um, but, uh, and he's still active, still doing it. You know, I'm not sure, you know. Uh, you know, we just hired Alan Roberts as a, you know, he, we brought Alan Roberts on as a field rep again from there in Tennessee. And yeah. he was an old field rep yeah. uh, back in the Todd Todd Kellen days, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and before Max, me, yeah. Max was a master of hound or a field rep then as well. And he, it, it was at uh, Southeastern Walker days and Max, he was actually the master of hounds there. Max was, yeah. and Alan was there set up as a vendor. And he was, he said, back when we were field reps last time, I was positive. I was going to outlive Max, but now I'm not so sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'd say that from Alan. He, cause he said it in front of everybody. So he's yeah. not shy about it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Like you said, Max, he's been there every year at, at a lot of those events and, if you look back through some of the history of the events, you know, we did the Winter Classic historic episode of it back in January, I believe it was. And he did, I think, the first 17 Winter Classics. And a lot of those articles you'll read, uh, Todd or, or even Steve Fielder allude to Max and talk about him uh, leading the way as far as assignments per year. And I, I would say, you know, over the course of a lifetime, he's he's right up there at the top of, of that list. Yeah, he's probably got the lowest number, number, uh, license number is 165. He's probably got the lowest number that's still active today. But yeah, hey, Max, thank you for everything that he has done, you know, for uh, for all these years and, and continues to do, I guess, you know, I, he just doesn't want to quit. He's not going to quit, I don't think. Right. <laughs> uh, good for him, though. Absolutely. Good for him. Done a lot for the sport. This next one here I'm not as familiar with, I don't guess. I don't know if I've had the pleasure of meeting him, and that's Robert Slinker of Marion, South Carolina. 48 assignments in the past three years. Yeah, Robert. well, in the in the southeast, he's he's everybody knows who Robert is, and he's he's done a lot of them. They're, uh, you know, again, almost 50 assignments. He's just right behind Max there, but uh, he's done a whole lot in, in terms of uh, Master Hounds for the southeast yeah. Carolinas. Yep. Yeah, and he's... 17 in 2021, 25 in 2022, and already six this year. Uh, so we sure appreciate Robert for all his contributions. Yeah, absolutely. Next one here, Jim Cridlin of Jonesville, Virginia, 46 over the past 30 months for Jim Cridlin. Yeah, you know what I'm going to say. I have to mention <laughs> Jim Cridlin. He was a doctor. And, and, I, say, a doctor. and I say this just to, to have a little fun with him because I've, I've personally talked to him too. You could – you can uh, – Anybody can send letters in here or send a report in here. And if there's one from Jim Cridlin, it doesn't have to have his name on it. I can identify it. I will find that. He, I will say one thing that he leads the whole herd here. He is going to have the worst handwriting of all our <laughs> officials. <laughs> but I say this in good taste for Jim. And we have laughed about this. And uh, I don't know. Uh, you would think, you know, he's been around forever. He's had a lot of practice, but it's not working well, I don't think. <laughs> oh, Jim. We have those oh, fillable Jim. PDFs on a, online now that yeah. you can fill out if you need to. Just yeah. type it up. But uh, <laughs> no, like you say, Jim has done, he's done a lot of them. And I've, I've talked to him a couple times yeah. over the past few weeks and he's a good guy been good. working on getting yep. some some guys in the area with their license to help he's not him working on bit. his penmanship though <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so uh, but yeah that's hey we say that all in good fun but we got to put him at the top of that list for sure <laughs> uh, uh, oh the next one here moving on is john miranda hey but thank you jim for everything that he's done in all seriousness he has been a staple over there from virginia and he's yeah. done so many and uh, and still doing it. And that's, uh, hey, thank you, Jim, for everything he's done over the years. Uh, next one here is John Miranda of Winchester, Ohio. John's done 45 assignments over the past 30 months. 
uh, 19 in 2021, 19 in 2022, and seven already so far this year. Yeah, John's been around for a long time as well, you know, but uh, I'm, I was kind of surprised to see him on this list, you know. I guess I just, he's kind of one of those that you don't find out a whole lot of of where he's still serving as the Master Hounds, but he obviously is, and, uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I ne- guarantee he's, there's a lot of good hounds over there in his neck of the country, and he's seen a lot of them go through the clubs where he's officiated at, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate John. He's, he's by the book and he'll call yep. and make sure he got a call right. And I, I appreciate yep. that. Yep. Next one, Kevin Bowles. I would say he's one of the younger ones on this list of Jeromesville, Ohio. He's done 41 assignments over the past 30 months, uh, 16 in 2021, 21 in 2022, at four already this year. Uh, he's around the Ashland, Jeromesville, Mount Gilead clubs. You'll see uh, him do a lot of like the Ashland spring hunt. Yep. You'll see him do. Yep. Uh, any major events at Mount Gilead, and uh, he's probably got a probably going to do a lot more in his future. He's, a, he's sharp, he's a good master of hounds, and sure he's is. still pretty young yet already. Yep. Uh, next one here's Charles Smith of North Branch, Michigan. Forty assignments over the past thirty months for Charles. I'm not sure if I. I guess I've had a chance to talk to Charles a few times over some things. I think he's a, is he an officer of the Michigan State Coonhunter uh, Association? I'm not sure if he is currently, but he's served in a, on. Uh, he's been a part of that right. for a long time, you know, and uh, and served a lot of clubs in Michigan over a lot of years here. Yeah, he's one of the older guys here as well. Yeah, and uh, the last that's one. what surprises me. I I didn't expect to see that many of the older guys still being this active and getting this these many assignments. And Charles is one of those. Yeah. You know, I bet a lot of I bet a lot of the younger guys are uh, at least you know now are being hunt directors so they can compete in the events yeah. or at least guide or judge yep. or whatever they need to do to help out. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, rounding out our kind of our top ten here over the past three years is James Chandler of Afton, Oklahoma. Uh, James for sure was very active in the first in the first couple of years. Um, Forty assignments over the past three years. Uh, Twenty seven in twenty twenty one and thirteen in twenty twenty two. He hasn't done as much this year. I think he's kind of shifted his. Uh, his uh, focus to the Beagles now, but he, uh, he did yeah. a lot for the Coonhounds. Uh, he's still a president of the English Association right now as we speak, and uh, sure appreciate James Chandler and everything he's done. I know he did youth nationals for me a couple of years ago when we were down in Miami. So appreciate James. Um, you know, we we I'd like to mention everybody on the list, but we just don't have that opportunity. Yeah. So I, I just real quick while we got a minute, I thought we might just kind of scan over our top list here real quick. You know, 2021 – uh, we talked about a lot of them, but you got uh, – we've talked a lot about a lot of the top performers already, uh, but you got Tim Green in there in the middle with 20 from Burke, Burnett, Texas. Um, Floyd Daniels from Shepherd, Texas with 19. Roger Van Bibber from uh, Nebraska had 18. Carl Hall of West Virginia had 18. Good to see a couple of our field reps on here. Jamie Estep with 17 and Doug Cundiff with 16. Leo Galley, Barry Guntel. Uh, we ever mentioned him already, but uh, man, a lot of uh, a lot of people that you would expect, you know, running around the events. Philip Heron, Dell Parrish, you know, you see them everywhere, and they're they're uh, it, the numbers don't lie; they they tell the truth here. So yeah, you know, and it's 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 almost you almost don't want to mention all of these, you know, that aren't in the top because because you you forget some others, you don't mention some others that did just as many as. But yeah, there's a lot of them on here, you know, like you just mentioned, Dale Parrish and. Indiana and Ohio, you know, he's one that uh, has done it forever. Bill Harper, just so many. And Wayne Agner, you know, uh, you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, another one that is currently one of the younger guys that is doing quite a few. Dale Weatherford, always at Grand American, you know, and a lot of guys like that. Philip Perrin, you mentioned up in Arkansas. 
Billy Yoakum, um, Stephen Miller, and some of the Mark Bears doing a whole lot of them, you know, and, and just, a, just a lot of guys like that. And it's, uh, um, yeah. There's a lot of them. If you move on to 2022, I just mentioned the guys that we haven't talked about that were in the top 10 of 2022. We had Billy Yoakum in uh, Lancaster, Kentucky, that did the 18 assignments. Uh, Jim Freeman, I'm looking at his number here, 97 from Beatrice, Nebraska, yeah. 17. Yeah. Um, and again, Tim Green was 17 there. Uh, man, there's so many. Good- Kenwood Makers, another one. He was a he was a field rep uh, out of Texas for uh, a lot of years, and one of the older guys, one of those three digit license numbers, I would assume, and still being active there, you know. And uh, but yeah, yeah. One name I've seen on a couple of these lists, 2021 and 22, is Mr. The late Tony Bills, a guy I had a lot yeah. of respect for. Yeah, yeah. Did uh, a lot of master hounds and a lot of uh, field trials, a lot of water races. He did whatever yep. anybody needed him to. Yeah, so many. You know, Floyd Daniels, uh, Mr. Painter in uh, in uh, North Carolina, uh, Butch Glass. Just uh, wow, the list just goes on and on. You know, but uh, to tie up our list here in 2023 of active, you know, we a lot of kind of a, a new group of names here that we're seeing. Maybe a shift in the guard here in the yeah. last year, but. Uh, we talked about a few of them already, but we had Candy, Candy Pennington of Sheridan, Arkansas with 13. Uh, Dave Moreland, Briarfield, Alabama with 12. Um, Martin Fest of Wyndham, Texas, new field rep for us with 11. Wesley Ratcliffe with 11 from uh, Mississippi. Uh, Doug Cundiff with 11. Chris Bartlett with 11. So, man, there's yeah. a lot of top quality yeah. master hounds out there. And uh, Wouldn't it No be- matter if you do one or 98 of them like yeah. Bobby McCarty, uh, we appreciate your, yeah. your volunteering yeah. and what you do for the sport. Yep. And I'm tickled to see his name up there like that, for sure. Wouldn't it be fun to have those old guys sitting around here and just just picking their brains on a lot of things? I could listen to them all day. I could, too. Sure could. All righty. So let's take some time here to talk about our uh, top bench show judges uh, for the past few years as far as assignments go. Um, And the first one here, a familiar name. We've already talked about him at at length already, Max Summerlin. Won't quit. 41 assignments already uh, the past three years for Max. And this is just bench show assignments. My goodness. Yeah. Um, So you got him in the top top, uh, three or four in Master of Hounds, number one in bench shows. Our top Master of Hounds was Bobby McCarty. Here he is, number two on the bench show list out of Texas with 40 assignments as bench show judge the past three years. Um, next Jeffrey Robin, Robinson, that's a new name. I know he, uh, he, uh, show, he does a lot of judges, uh, judge assignments for bench shows, but he master hounds a lot too. You'll see him on both lists. Uh, yeah. He's out of Roseboro, North Carolina. Yeah. Jeffrey is, uh, he's just, we just hadn't mentioned him yet, but he's been very active in the last 10, 15 years, you know, in his part of the country for sure, you know, and, and very active with the state association, but, uh, uh, you know, helping all the clubs down there. Appreciate Jeffrey. 34 assignments for Jeffrey. Uh, next on the list here with 33 assignments is Leanne Lester of Painesville, West Virginia. Um, she's done. She did 15 in 2021, 15 in 2022, and three so far this year. So she's uh, been doing a lot for the yeah. West Virginia crowd over there. Yep, looks like she's probably probably got another dozen on her list for the rest of this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, appreciate Leanne. Uh, we talked about John Miranda already from over in Ohio. 21 yeah. assignments for him. He's on both lists. Judging a lot of shows, not just the Master Hounds. He's doing the shows as well. Here we have Ronnie Whedon of Sparks, Oklahoma. He's did 28 assignments over the past 30 months for Ronnie. Um, I'm not sure if I'm familiar with Ronnie, but. Yeah, I, I am not either. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's uh, obviously done a lot over there in the western in our western states. I appreciate you, Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Thanks, sir. 
Uh, Mike Hayworth, uh, the name you see a lot. Um, he's out of Sedalia, Missouri. 27 assignments for Michael over the past three years. Yeah, Michael has been involved in Coonhounds for a lot of years, showing back when he was younger and now judging a lot of shows and things like that. He's, uh, yeah, like I said, he's a pretty you know, and everything else, but uh, he is the the long-haired guy from over there in Missouri. He always looks so hot for me, you know, like a warm, you know. I, yeah. I guess I just see him in the summertime, but, hey, I used to have some hair hanging on my head too, but uh, it just makes me hot when I see Mike walking around Autumn Oaks, you know, with long hair like that and think, gosh darn, that's got to be hot. If you're going to be at our Sedalia, Missouri zone, you'll yeah. probably see that hair in action. <laughs> yeah, but he's, uh, I think Mike is, uh, he's, Probably not as old as some people think he is, but he's been very active for a long time. Good guy, too. Next one we have here is Darren Fackler of Fostoria, Michigan. 26 assignments for Darren over the past few years. Yeah, he's been very active in the state of Michigan. He's over there in the thumb area, just above that a little bit, but he's been very active there. does, you know, everything. He's very active in the clubs, be it water races, field trials, and bench shows, and hunts just does all of that stuff. Uh, Michael Hickman. Next one on here, Oskaluska, Kansas, 26 assignments. You know, probably not a, I, I can think of two, maybe three active clubs in Kansas currently, and he must be judging quite a few of those shows. Must over be, there. must be, yeah. Appreciate you, Michael, yep. for, for all you do. Yep. Uh, and then we have Elmer Mullins of Jewel Ridge, Virginia, 26 assignments over the past 30 months, 13 in 2021, 11 in 2022, and two so far this year for Elmer. Yeah. Thank you, Elmer. All righty, let's go through uh, some of our. Uh, our list for that we didn't talk about for a certain year. So we'll go start out with 2021 here uh, with Teddy Wright of Palmyra, Tennessee had 13 assignments that year. Uh, Melissa Houston of Connolly Springs, North Carolina had 12, uh, just a bunch, a bunch of good names on here. I see Manuel Mowry's name on here. Like I said earlier, Dale Parrish, Jim Cridlin, Leo Galley, just Gary Simmons, Johnny Cody. There's just a lot of good dog men on here that, uh, that volunteer their time for, for clubs in their area. Dog men and women. That's right. Um, in 2022, uh, some some key ones we didn't talk about in the in the total there. The first, the one is uh, the leader for 2022 is Dean Pack, judged 15 shows in 2022. Yeah, he's from Oklahoma over there. Very active with the clubs over there in that part of the country, Oklahoma and in uh, Western Missouri and those places. But yeah, he's been uh, been around for a good while and still active and still does a lot. Another one that's near the top of this list, Jackie Carpenter from uh, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. going to be judging the World Finals this year. Yeah. She's been getting her practice in, looks like. She has. She's been working at this a long time. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. Does uh, a good job. Ryan McMurray of Ohio did 12 assignments. She does a lot of youth events. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, Brittany Kesey of Homer, Georgia. Sorry if I butchered that, Brittany, but uh, we appreciate you. Did 12 assignments in 2022. And uh, Dale Thompson of Perryville, Missouri, did 12 assignments as well. And this year so far, there's a couple uh, new names on this list, you know, that we haven't seen, but I see them at a lot of shows. You know, Floyd Daniels is uh, is tied for first this year in assignments from Texas. Yeah. Um, he's doing a lot of events. And then I see Dale Sandell from Illinois, who's also done 11, tied for first there. I see Dale at a lot of events. Got some nice black and tans. Yeah. Um, and he he's uh, – He's a good he's a good show judge. He's from Pearl City, Illinois, and I don't know that I've ever been to Pearl City except for three weeks ago. I drove through Pearl City. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you finally I, got to yeah, see you, huh? Yeah, and it is a uh, a lot of agriculture over there. I, it was very pretty in that part of the country. I was yeah, I just didn't realize this. This next name here is uh, 
Celeste Steffs. Uh, she's uh, just young. She just got her license not too long ago. She can't be twenty more than 21 or 22 at this point. She's already done nine assignments this year. And loves it. Obviously, Absolutely. you can tell she loves it. She loves showing dogs. She loves and, and judging. Yeah. And, and good for her. You know, it's she, you like people with enthusiasm like Celeste has. Somebody that's young like that and uh, a, uh, good for her. We appreciate her. It's good to see younger folks like that coming on. Uh, and she's at the top of this this mention list here, you know, and, and I'm glad she is. She loves it, and we appreciate her. Yeah, you know, when keep cool doing thing. what you're doing, keep learning, and keep yeah. doing a good job, and she'll she'll be at a top of or a lot of other lists too. Yeah, one cool thing about it is when uh, other uh, hounds folks out there her age that are you know probably grew up showing with her, compete mm-hmm. with her, see at her events and hang out with her, they see her name up here and see her judging a lot of these shows. They may be more, more confident in their sales to get their judge license. Yeah. So we can get a you know an influx of uh, younger judges out there to to help out. Yeah, we need these younger folks to come step in and and uh, you know and and especially the ones that take a good interest in it, like Celeste. You know, we uh, we appreciate that. Those that take the interest, it's folks like them that also they have to uh, put in the extra effort to educate themselves. You know, and become good judges and. And uh, if you uh, if you educate yourself and are good at it, uh, you're going to get these assignments. Absolutely, people will start noticing that. And there's a whole host of them here. Yep. Todd was seven. Robert yep. Welch of Greenville, Ohio. Jeremy Bunner of Barker's Parkersville, West Virginia. Here's David Moreland again from Alabama. Thomas Murphy of Indiana, Pennsylvania. Leanna Mink of Eubank, Kentucky, and uh, Jim Stennett of Lake Village, Indiana. A lot of good, uh, a lot of good names on there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just kind of rounding it up, you know, we, I know officiating this events, we, we don't talk about them enough or give them the recognition they deserve because it's hard. It's hard to, to travel around and go and stay out all night being a master of hounds and filling out paperwork and, and, uh, it, it's, you don't get hardly any recognition for it. If anything, you have to deal with the issues that arise and squash it. But, uh, there's no, there's no events without the folks that we've mentioned here today. So make sure that you, uh, you're seeking these people out and, and thanking them for what they do. And if you're at an event, just, you know, give them, be courteous to them, give them a thank you for being there and for volunteering their time. And it's not always an easy job, especially the master hounds part of it. You know, sometimes you gotta like anything like you and I deal with a lot. You gotta make tough decisions sometimes. And, uh, and it's not, it's not for everybody, you know, but, uh, Man, some of these, we really appreciate these folks that have done so much for the sport and help serve in that capacity. I wish we could uh, talk about every person on this list at full length, but we're already pushing a a time limit here. But uh, a lot of you guys that we talk to all the time and see around at events, you guys know how appreciative we are. And if if you don't, then I I hope this comes through as that. So For sure. Thank you guys again. Thank you for listening to the UKC Hunting Ops Podcast. Be sure to give us a follow so you don't miss any of our new episodes or content. 